Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings to all our listeners out there. This is The Voice of Healing, and I'm Mike Petro. Uh, we just wanted to thank you for uh, listening in. And, you know, we're getting so many calls and, and uh, letters, emails, people asking about so many of our different uh, guests here at the Conservative, Fly, uh, Conservative Reawakening in uh, Phoenix. I almost spilled the beans on my, my next uh, couple that's up here, but... Uh, you know, if you have any questions, you want to reach out to any of the, the ministries or people that we're talking to, please get a hold of us. We can get you their information. But uh, actually, I had done a program with uh, David and Stacy from Conservative Flyover. And uh, that was, what, about two months ago, right? Maybe yeah, I think so. Three, and yep. I can't remember not knowing you now. Yeah. Because when you jumped into the pool, it created such a splash, you know, that everybody in the pool felt it. It, changed, it was a, a game changer. Yeah, it was. Well, when, when I was on their show, I, I just, I felt like they were family. I just felt like, you know, the kindred spirit, the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God. And and they really blessed us, uh, blessed me and, and our ministry. And since then, I, I consider them friends. I consider them uh, family uh, the Lord keeps telling me they're going to come down and uh, move to Texas and get out of that Kansas City, you know, area and uh, become a blessing to the Texas movement when it starts up. So uh, I just I, I'm nervous of leaving, you know, the the home of barbecue. You know, like I, I, I have a fear. I need to take it to the Lord, but I'm afraid of starving. You know, and, and there's just you know there's there's a there's a, a barbecue truck and trailer on every corner in Kansas City. And it's uh, amazing. Yeah, so. but that's sort of like a. What is that? Their barbecue is made out of vinegar and stuff up there, isn't no, it? It's, no, it's not no, like no. out of sauce. It's not the real stuff, That's, is it? That may be I mean, North Carolina or something you, you like You gotta that. watch. This is, this is Texas we're talking about. Yeah, you, this, you can get beat up for this kind of stuff. It, well, the, the, the proof's in fight. The, proof, the proof's in the pudding. People say this stuff. You go to North Carolina, you go to different places, and I can tell that they don't have the best because you go to some of these places, you see skinny people. Yeah. And I'm like, skinny people, few and far between in Kansas City. You know, like, we've got the best food. It's either good or it's not good. And so if, you're saying there's a lot of heavy people in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just saying, go, I'm just saying. He's taking a fight everywhere you go. It was, it was, Texas, now can't go back to Kansas City. Kansas City was the first place to have the pump your own butter at the theater. Oh, you know, it's okay. like they, they, they know how to get it done. They they yeah. know what they know how to target their audience. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they, they know what they're about. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> only only in Kansas City, I guess. Yeah. Well, there was a prophecy by Bob Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bob Jones said when the when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Now they won it a couple of years ago, and I thought maybe that was it. Me too. But believe it or not, even though the Steelers are in the playoffs, which I really don't have no hope for them right there, but it would be a miracle. It's like Kansas City. We need a miracle, a couple of them, right? Yeah. 
but they're playing Kansas City. But believe it or not, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. First time I've ever wrote, uh, I am wow. not rooted for the Steelers because I feel that they could be marking the last move. Hallelujah. It, it is tied to that. I do yeah, think I that really there's something with that. He did say yeah. that. He said when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, revival will hit our country. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were thinking, because it was 50 years, exactly. two years ago when they won the Super Bowl for the first yes. time that they have even been back, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I sort of felt back then that something was happening. I could see it, you know. Um, actually, I don't know if you know this, but uh, years ago, the Lord told me I was going to meet Bob Jones and Paul Kane. And I had no clue who they were. Wow. I'd never heard their names. Wow. So I Googled Bob Jones and I got Bob Jones University. <laughs> Some super conservative little, dude. And I'm like, like why what? would I want to meet him? Slightly different theology. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Night and day theology. <laughs> yeah. it, used to, it used to be a joke. I, I visited ORU when I was, you know, coming out of high school, but I remember they used to joke about the streaker on, on, on Bob Jones University. Yeah. Like he ran across campus with no tie on. Different Bob Jones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Different Bob Jones. <laughs> years later, right? Years later, it, 1999. It was in 2000. It was in 1995 that the Lord spoke that to me. 95, 96 ish. 1999. The Lord speaks to me at the beginning of the year, and He says, "I'm going to reverse the curse starting this year, 666, right? On September the 26th." was 26th or 27th, I can't remember the exact day. So we get halfway into the year, and somebody shows me that on the Hebrew calendar, September 26th is the Feast of Trumpets. So all of a sudden I go back in, everything's getting ready to change, God's getting ready to flip, we're coming in 2000, da 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 right? So I'm all fired up. September 26th comes and goes, <laughs> nothing happens, right? And I'm like, dang, I literally told our church that I was not gonna be preaching anymore, I was gonna sit down because if I heard the Lord that clear and something else happened, then I, I, was, I wasn't hearing the Lord, right? So we had an event that we were going to in, in um, Jacksonville, Florida. And Bob Jones and Paul King were speaking at a big gathering down there. It was over 10,000 people, right? I'm sitting in this huge church and Paul King gets up and he's talking about the Elijah's, uh, he's talking about Gideon's army getting ready to be released. God was choosing the generals. And, and starting now that he would go into the preparation of that army for the end time move. And then in a few more years, we would see the massive move of God hit, right? So I'm like, okay, amen. Bob Jones is sitting in the front row. He gets and walks up these huge set of steps, right? Goes up to the stage and he says, Bob, he said, it's not now. It started back in September. What? September, September 26th. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, I, and I was like, You're like Hallelujah. Hallelujah. that is what I'm like, talking about. Oh, 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 no, he said, and then he goes on to say this. He said, he said, Paul, don't you see it? The Lord is reversing the curse 666, 999, September 1999. I just about fell out of my chair. In the middle of this auditorium, about 50, about 30 people get up and start screaming and cheering and high-fiving themselves, right? It's my church oh. that all went down there. And then I started looking around this huge auditorium and they were just like looking around like, why are these people jumping up and dancing and all this other stuff? And I realized they didn't know what was coming. Wow. And the Lord spoke to me. He goes, as the days go on, these people will get further and further away from understanding what's getting ready to happen. Well, those that are close to me will get closer and closer in their understanding. 
And I began to realize that, and then the Lord spoke to me, things that would happen normally take 10 years would take 10 months, 10 months yeah. would take, you know, 10 yeah. days and stuff like that. He said, it's just going to start decreasing in, in its time frame. So, and I do believe we're in that time frame. Amen. Yes. So, Amen. hallelujah. I totally agree. But this interview isn't about me. Well, oh, well we love <laughs> it, it can't we love be real it. quick. Just yeah. give us a minute and we'll, 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 we'll shoehorn you right out of that leadership role. We'll, you know, because we got, always got something to learn, for, learn from you. It's, it's interesting that you say that it's so closer and closer and closer. The Lord's been talking to me about suddenly. So it, the, the, I've been preaching that word for the last seven months. <sighs> suddenly, suddenly shift. Suddenly yeah. shift. Okay, yeah. so it's really interesting. Um, back in October, uh, the Lord called me to a fast. So I did a fast in October. And he started waking me up in the middle of the night. And in the middle of the night, I just grab a, a journal and I just start writing when I feel like he has been sharing with me. Sometimes, as I'm getting out of the bed, I already have exactly. So I'm trying to run to get to my journal because he's already starting to share. And uh, two different occasions that keep jumping out as you were talking was the first one is he told me that the cabal and the evil and all of that that we're seeing right now, it's much deeper than he had ever, I mean, that we could ever imagine. But he said his glory is much greater than we can comprehend. Amen. And he told me that his glory was going to hit every area, every sphere of influence. Hallelujah. And then about two weeks later, maybe three weeks later, he told me that this evil is based on Satan's sinking sand. And he showed me this huge sand castle. Have you ever seen those competitions where they make the sand castles? Yeah, you know, yeah. they look they look amazing. amazing. They look so real. Yeah. And he showed me that, and then all of a sudden this tidal wave comes and it destroys it in seconds. And he said, that was my glory. And he said, my glory will come and it will suddenly Amen. change. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, uh, again, I want to make this about me, but in, in back in the 19, 1990s, I was having visitations, and the Lord showed me what the agape love was. He said to me, I woke up one morning, it was a three-month period I was going through of, of where the Lord was basically sanctifying me, right? And and it uh, wasn't anything I was really doing. He said, I, I woke up one morning, I was sitting on the corner of my bed. I said, Lord, what is going on? I don't recognize myself anymore, da-da-da. And he said, I, I brought you to this point to show you my agape. Are you ready? And I said, well, Lord, only you know. And and when he did that, uh, he I cannot explain it. It, it. He poured his thoughts into me. And it was like my brain and his brain became the same brain. But this overwhelming love that you can't even imagine, like when Jesus says, the love you have for your children is hatred compared to the way God loves them. That's the closest thing I can put to it. It's like our love is nothing compared to that love. The love of a mother for her children, the father for their children is nothing close to even, it's like hatred. But when I was there, I, I knew what he thought about everything. One, he hates us in these bodies. And the reason why, and when, you, when I say hate, it's a deep hate. Because these bodies keep us away from him because he loves us so much. And those, these profound ideas started coming to me, but he showed, and the first thing I thought was, number one, everybody would be healed. The Lord showed me that. There wouldn't be even nothing. Like a dead person would be laying next to you, embalmed, and you could say, get up, and they'd get up. After days, it, it was just gonna be like that, like nothing, right? But one of the things he showed me is that 
nothing could stop it. Mm. Nothing will stop this. It will destroy everything. It, that that people will know God is real in us. And it's crazy because the early church fathers, they talk about it. Yeah. Like, this is going to be the biggest, it's like, you know, it's like the Pittsburgh Steelers playing the Eastside Rams, <laughs> you know, the Pee-wee team. It's like, it's not going to even be a close match, you know, it's going to be ridiculous, right? But that's so the battle exciting. between dark and light, you know? I mean, a dark room, a cigarette lighter is going to light up the whole thing. It didn't, yeah. it didn't even take much. And, that, and God's presence is in us, and that's that's what we're called to. to. Everywhere we step, we bring that light. Yes. You know, but to see where that's going, you get, you get glimpses, you know, and, 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 and see it. But if I, what you're talking about, speaking of Bob Jones earlier, reminds me of his, you know, death encounter, you know, and God asked him, did you learn to love? Yeah. You know, did you learn to love? Yeah. And it's... But what, yeah, we think about the glory with the miraculous, but the the glory is all about the God's love, yeah. right? And it's like it's it's the two intertwined, and it's like you, you know, when it's when it happens, it's we can never live the same ever again. It's our our priorities are completely transformed, changed. It's like when you got married and you had kids, your priorities changed. Well, imagine having a thousand times that feeling towards that child. You know, a million times, maybe even. You know, it's it's we're gonna it's we're gonna look at every person mm-hmm. the way God looks at them. Yep. That person standing on the corner, we're not gonna be able to let them stand there because we're gonna see him as God's child, mm-hmm. and God loves them. We're gonna have to act. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna change us. But anyway, it's hallelujah, exciting. it is. It I is. mean, so what, what else? Tell me what else. Uh, you know, what has the Lord shown you guys about? You know, obviously there's this prophetic side that's happening. What? What do you feel like the Holy Spirit, what do you feel like God is, is pushing you guys towards? Well, I really believe it's continuing to share the truth. It's continuing to wake people up. You know, we feel our, our passion is right now, is our slogan obviously is wake up, speak up, and show up. It's trying to help each person realize what their purpose is right now. You know, the Lord keeps telling me, you know, Joshua 3, 5, consecrate yourself for today I'm going to do amazing things among you. You know, and I feel like it's setting ourselves apart you know, it's knowing, okay, I'm setting myself apart. And in that process, the Lord is showing us we all have an important role here on the earth today. That's why we're born. We're born for such a time as this, you know? And uh, and so that's a big passion for us. It's waking people up but in the process, showing them how can they speak up and show up in their own family, in their own community, in their own state, you know, to make a difference. You, you know, in the book of Exodus, the Lord spoke to Moses, had prepared the people today and tomorrow for in the third day and coming down amongst you. So since uh-huh. the time of Jesus, it's been today and tomorrow, 2,000 years, two days, a day is equal to 2,000 oh, years. Come on. He's getting ready to come down amongst <laughs> us now. <laughs> That's so exciting. This is it. You, you, you feel that anticipation. There's a, there's a sense. If you're in tune with, with, with you know, we get so stuck in the body stuff. You're talking about the bodies, you know, and, and there's, there's been a call for more fasting to consecrate yourself, set yourself apart, recognizing your spirit to rise up over the flesh, you know, that you're, that you're in. And it's a battle because everything in our world is custom designed by the enemy to distract you from your spirit. Whether it's, 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 it's noisy. It got, everybody's working. You have two income families. You got TVs on. You know, there's social media and it's a, it's a, it's a loud world. It's very, it's full of a lot of white noise distracting you from the voice of, of God. But there's a calling for people, and you see it in an event like this, you know, where um, everybody we're interviewing at Flyover Conservatives, flyoverconservatives.com, you know, we got whether it's Roger Stone or, or you know, General Flynn or, or Clay Clark, everybody has a story. And wherever they were two years ago, 
it's if it was like two, now they're eight, you know, in their walk with the Lord. Yeah. You know, in their maturity, and they're like every interview we have, it's woven into there. They're saying, you know, I just I feel like God's kind of doing this thing in me, and I'm kind of moving towards this. And he's like repurposing some of their skills in new ways. And it's like God's doing this work. It's almost like like you know, in the days of Noah. Uh-huh. You know, well, in the days of Noah, there's also a boat that ended up getting filled with animals that Noah didn't go look for, and so there was like a release in the in the spirit that even the animals responded to that they came and showed up. Like the yeah. animals had to respond to that and do their part and show up for it. And it's like you see an arena like this with with you know 80 speakers over two days and and just one after the other, election fraud, medical fraud, whatever. Like this is what's going on, and here's what we could do. Here's what's going on, and here's what we can do. Like. And, and, and God's do, you know, refining, like tilling up this thing in their heart to bring it, you know, to an event like this. So it feels like the Noah animals like all showing up, like God's doing a calling. And there's this, yep. there's this thing of the, the spirit rising up and bringing people and repurposing people. And I think it's, it's also a time for the church to look at some of these people because some may say, well, this person's done bad things or look what they used to do or whatever. And it's like. God's doing a work in them and you don't want to miss it. You don't want to be a guy that was alive during the Renaissance and you miss the fact you're building this cathedral because all you see is you're carrying bricks. And like miss the thing that's happening right now. There is a great thing happening right now in a response. And and uh, you don't want to miss out on what God's doing. Well, I believe the Lord is bringing back the priests. And so who are the priests? It's The priests are those that that taught others how to forgive. And I think that's one of the biggest problems we have in the body of Christ. We, we we really expect people to be something that they're not because they haven't gone through that process. Yes, you know, and so and people out of the goodness of their heart want to help, but you know, God is really going to give us the, the understanding of His mercy towards people because we're going to realize how important those people are. Yes, it's sort of like Donald Trump, right? Donald Trump, everybody hated him at the beginning because he did this or said that, but. I don't care what he did in the past. As a president, he's probably the best president we've ever had. To see his policies, he was for the people, and now you have a whole party that that spits in the people's face. Mm -hmm. You can see they're not for the people at all. Tearing down cities. Uh, yeah. uh, they remind me of a bunch of little babies crying and ki- you know kicking their feet. It does. Right? Seems like a temper tantrum. It, it, exactly. Like like if we don't get our way, we're just going to destroy everything, right? Yeah. But but it, what's amazing to me right now, so many so many uh, so many people that were Democrats are coming over to the Republican side. Man, you it's like are a definitely finding it. It is. It is. I, I think it's been very eye opening. I think people are really starting to wake up and see. Do you think, it seems like to me, there's this fast forward by the enemy of trying to push this, like he's trying to get to some sort of finish line or something because he knows he's about ready to lose. And so how many people can he drag down in the process of making that happen? Well, honestly, I think the Lord let the church be tested in these last uh, two years, really. Um, Because everything that actually the enemy has tried to use to to, uh, block the church... You know, the, the shutting the churches down, the COVID, and you could go almost anywhere else, but you couldn't go to church, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Lord was showing who the, the people of faith were mm-hmm. because they weren't going to sit down and let, let, let the enemy have his way, right? right. Mm-hmm. So now here we are, and now I see real Christians standing up and fighting. Yes. There's still the pastors that will not say anything. Mm-hmm. They want to yeah. play neutral. They just want to be your friend and buddy. They don't want to mess with the offering. They don't care about the truth, right? Mm-hmm. So now that's that's been exposed in the church. Yep. Like, you know, a lot of my friends here, like like uh, 
Mark Burns and, and uh, Leon uh, Benjamin, they become my friends because they're like, you know, Mike, you say what you got to say right. and you right. don't care. Yep. You, you offend people, you don't care. That's why we like you, right? Yes. And I said, well, this is a fight right now for the body of Christ. Forget the pol political side. The Lord's exposing stuff and we better wake up to what he, what's happening and what's being said. Yep. This isn't... Uh, you know, this isn't uh, Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. Right. We can get any any sweets we want. God is saying enough is enough of this stupidness. Yep. You got to get serious and get into this battle because I didn't I didn't create you know uh, uh, you know uh, a Disney uh, a Disney cruise here. I created an army. Right. right. I, th I think this people need to recognize what's happening right now because there's been an intentional coup in America and it's a Marxist movement. Yes. And it, you know historically. Uh, Marxists simply just worked rich versus poor, you yeah. know, and it was that was the the, the the descent to get the poor to uprise and create a new government and somebody would, would, would lead it. But this one is more creative because America is such a melting pot and there's so much prosperity that they were able to create it, you know, uh, you know, young, old, short, tall, rich, poor, black, white, male, female, you know, gay, straight, every, every, any, every little thing that they could find to create division, they did, which is kind of a smart strategy of, if there were five people coming at me to beat me up and I could get them to fight each other yeah. and leave me alone, that's a good move. Sure. And so the more that they could get us all doing that, and it created all of these camps, but I see that being reversed in a unique way, instead of there being a thousand divisions, it's boiling down to two. Yeah. And it's and it's people in America that are okay with an authoritarian regime and ones who are not okay yep. with that. And it'll be interesting for people to realize who's in your foxhole as this happens. There might be some people that might not have historically been this like tr traditional conservative Christian. Might be a Joe Rogan who wouldn't you know probably be pro-life or some of these issues, but he loves yeah. America. He loves free speech. He's speaking up. So you might have somebody next to you that's like. Oh, and there might be. Yeah, a, how do I handle this guy? Yeah, right. And it's like, and it's like, you know what? We're 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 in the same camp because we do not want an authoritarian regime that removes the freedom from the greatest country that there's ever been. Yeah. And and there and there might be a pastor you admire that writes great books who's in the other foxhole who's like, all right, just. Sure. You know, I'll give you a list of everybody that might have guns in my church if you just don't take away my my thing. You know, yeah. and like they, they will compromise. They won't stand sure. up when when the pressure came. They wilted, and so it, it, so there'll be uh, might be you know medical leaders that you'll be surprised who aren't there. There'll be ones you surprised who are. You know, it, it's changing because the, it, these camps are going to be two. It's are you okay with an authoritarian regime, or you or are you not, and and what are you willing to do about it, and that. That's kind of a reversal of a thousand divisions down to just two. I, I was listening to uh, Dr. Wake. We were interviewed in Dr. Andy Wakefield yesterday, and he was talking about watching uh, Fauci being interviewed by uh, Ron Paul, right? And he, you can see the guy squirming in his seat. He can't. You can tell he can't hide the lie anymore. And see, this, th these are where the Joe Rogans are coming in. These are where these people are saying, what's really going on? It, it, it's sort of like, you know, it's one thing if you tell me one thing, but I've, I've watched people die. I've watched, you know, family members die because of these vaccinations, this and that. I, I don't want, th this has become personal now. And, and I, think, I, I, per, I think that heads are going to roll on this thing because now people are getting way involved because now it's affected my family, my loved yep. ones, my uncles, my aunts, my kids, and I'm coming after you now. I'm, yep. We're not just going to—you you see, I, I believe it's around the, 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 the Congress. They're building a wall now. I heard Did that. you see that? Yeah. I, yeah. I heard the same thing. I said, i got to go check this out. I was shocked to hear that. But 
They're realizing something's coming at them, and they're afraid. Learn on the go with the Voice of Healing Video On Demand platform. Stream hours of rich understanding on any platform, any device, anytime, and anywhere right at your fingertips. Your calling is great and your promise is huge. Gain access to all the broadcasts that The Voice of Healing is releasing worldwide and catch fire for this next season. Sign up today by heading to voh.church slash watch and be inspired. I think so. I think what happened too is the American people were pretty lulled to sleep. Yeah. And I think when they started waking up because of this, everything is happening so quickly uh, in that process. I think they underestimated the American spirit. Yeah. I think that they thought that they could punch us and we would just lay down. But American spirit, it's not like that. The American spirit comes up swinging. Amen. You know, you mess with my children. You mess with my family. You're taking my freedom away. I'm not sitting here. This whole, you know, peaceful noncompliance and almost like a righteous rebellion that is, you know, is, is coming up. It's bubbling up. And they're not, people are like, I'm not taking this any longer. As they are waking up, we're seeing that happen. It's all based on deception. We, we've had a bunch of Australians that just came in from Australia and to Texas, right? Well, mm-hmm. Texas, there's no mask mandates, no nothing, right? Right. And they're just shocked. It's like, because they're so brainwashed to think how bad it is. It's like, oh my God, these people are going to all die, you know, this and that. And they're like, we're one of the lowest COVID states in the country, right? We don't care what CNN says. We we are really one of the lowest COVID states. So something is wrong. Either we're back to the plagues of Egypt, where the plagues were in Egypt and not in Goshen, right? Or or in the democratic states, the plagues are in in the Republican states. There's no plagues. So uh, it's amazing to me, the stupidity. It really is. I think people are waking up to it. I was, you know, talking about football. It's interesting. There were like nine chiefs that tested positive for COVID on a Monday. Yeah. And the question all week was, you know, can they get two negatives and play on Sunday? And I'm like, at some point, people are going to have to scratch their heads and be like, <laughs> yeah. this is the worst thing that's happened ever. They got the death sentence. That's how it was treated. Oh, my gosh, you got the COVID. Because yeah, yeah. they treated cases as deaths, basically. Yeah. You know, the, the language. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were sad more people didn't die because if, if there were more deaths, then they would have been doing death numbers sure. every sure. day. But they really went with case numbers, became the case-demic, yeah. because they, they, they glorified how many positive yeah. cases there were. Mm-hmm. Well, when you got professional athletes testing positive for the worst thing ever on Monday— and they can play at a world-class level on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Two things are probably happen. Maybe, number one, if early treatment can be effective and it doesn't have to be a death sentence as long as you stay out of the hospital and avoid sure. Fauci's protocol is yeah. probably a good tip. People are catching on to that the, 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 the correlation between death and your adherence to Fauci's protocol yeah. versus some of the doctors we see here that are seven, eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 you know, patients yeah. with zero deaths. It's like, well, maybe they're doing something different. I don't know. We should look into that. You know, yeah. if they weren't silenced from every social media platform, you would hear what they're mm-hmm. saying. But the other thing that might they might notice is these players are probably not getting the same advice that you get when you go to your doctor. Exactly. They're probably yeah. not getting go home, take a couple of Tylenol, and, and when we you get when you so get bad. when you get really bad, then we'll come in here and we'll put you on a ventilator. Yeah. You sure. know, they're, they're probably getting like, hey, there's an early treatment, boom, boom, boom. Take this ivermectin. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> which yep. is, which is again, the same kind of message that wakes up like Joe Rogan, who's got the 11 million views, because I think he was, I think he was shocked at how sad CNN was that he didn't die. Yeah, uh, the mm-hmm. way they treated him was horrendous. Because if he would have died, yeah. it would have been, here's this, this scalp we could have to yeah. prove that we're right. And, and he gets over this thing like it was a sniffle. 
and 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 then they they demonize it as he's you know he's on on you know horse medicine, and he clarifies it and they double down. Yeah. And so he clarifies it with now he's clarifying it with an 11 million audience. They're doubling down with 800,000. Yeah. And then he he clarifies with his 11 million. And then they double down again with their 800,000, and it just makes them look silly. Yeah, it, it makes yeah. them look very petty. It does. And what and what would happen if? Fauci said that the Kansas, those 11 guys on the Kansas City Chiefs who got COVID were not allowed to play. Every fan oh, of the yeah. Kansas City would want his oh, yeah. head, yeah, they right? Don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> they would, don't mess with the football. Yeah, don't, don't mess with our families, our kids, and our football, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. That is very. And true. you see that that all over all over that league, which is interesting. Another thing that's kind of interesting is that I think people are noticing mm-hmm. is if if the NFL had 95% compliance. And they've had steady outbreaks of COVID exactly. the whole season. Compliance with the jab, you mean? Compliance with with the initial vaccination yeah. in the whole in the whole protocol. You know, it, why it, do eleven players have COVID? Maybe well, there's a lot of players that are that are saying they took it and kind yeah. of toeing the company line and didn't. You got Aaron Rodgers and some people in the twilight of their career who had the money and the position to be honest. Yeah, but there's probably a lot of them that are like you know. I don't trust it, but I'm going to play the game. I'll tap dance for the man here, but I'm not going to do it. And then wow. they get it. So it's an interesting You know, thing. there is doctors out there that you can pay not to get the jab, that they'll write it all up for you, right? Well, man. Uh, yeah. Doesn't that there, almost sound like another country, like, yeah, like they, Germany they or something? They will look like yeah. you got jabbed. They'll do all the paperwork. You go to their office. They squirt it in the can, and that's it. You're... You know, nobody knows who really has the jab. Right. But I, I think one of the biggest telling tales this week was that the NCAA come out and said, the NCAA, right, said, if you have had COVID, then we consider you immune or vaccinated. So now here's the whole college community from Division One to Division Three. Don't mess with us. Don't mess with our kids no more. We're not playing this game. We see where it's all going. Yep. Right. We're going to stay our keep our kids in school. We don't want to hear from the government no more. That's a big defection. Yeah. Because now you're talking about the socialistic community mm-hmm. of the of oh. the colleges oh, now absolutely. saying we don't not want compliant. this either, not yeah. compliant. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. It is huge. And and I think people are it's just again, people are waking up. It's, mm-hmm. it's a game and they're tired of playing the game. So amen. I, I wonder if the military will be next. I think that something is going to happen in the military. I, I was just reading an article where a uh, one of the generals in the Marine Corps basically knew about the COVID. He was asked about it back in 2014. They 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 already had everything in plan, sure. and and so and they knew it was a bio weapon then. Right. So this is not something new to these guys. And he said, he goes, I just prayed that all the truth comes out. So here, here you have a current guy that's saying, "Hey, it is what it is, right?" Yep. Yep. So, so lately, what, what has there been any transformation in, in your programs? What, what's been going on as far as you know? When, when we talk over flyover conservative, obviously we have the whole prophetic side of this yep. ministry side coming up. Do you find that you're dealing with more polit- political type of people or political Christians, Christians? Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's so many people reaching out to me right now from everywhere. It's yep. like it's like I gotta sort them out. Are you a Christian? Or are you, 
Are you right. just under no. the politics? Are you are you a conservative? It's a, it's a, what are you? It's a weird time to be a, to be alive because you have people now that know a ton of, of medical terms, the name of different pharmaceutical drugs. They know the names of odd counties all over America. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. Year, <laughs> two years ago, they were these guys? Of, yeah. Pfizer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah they, did, they didn't know. They know Pfizer. They know Ivermectin. They know Remdesivir. <laughs> they know where Antietam <laughs> County is. They know Clark County. You know, it's like like all yeah. of these things. You yeah. know, nobody, you know, unless you lived in Arizona, didn't know Maricopa County, but like yeah. everybody knows Maricopa County, you know. And, and, and so, like, there's an awareness of people. And it, again, what you see in an event like this where you have the military intel crowd, you yeah. know, election fraud people and, and, and military operations. And then you have the, the, the medical crowd. And then yeah. you got the prophetic, you know, movements. Like, if you were to take those those three circles, where they intersect is really our focus. That's like our yeah. crosshairs where we try to focus because we, we, we kind of want those all rubbing off on each other. And, you know, some events might be all medical. We kind of have your own echo chamber there within that. But there's people that come here that only came because they wanted to hear like Flynn. They want to hear military stuff. They want to hear intel. They want to hear what's going on. When's Trump going to be back in? That's all they yeah. care. And they'll put up with the little Jesus stuff and they'll put up with some of the doctor stuff, you know, but that's why they came. And then they get here and they're like, wow, this is, I didn't know all that. And they, they, they didn't know those other, other, other silos even existed. Yeah. And they sort of, they sort of get, and so our show, our show, we try to invite people into this room you know, there's, you know, there was the, 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 the bait in the trap, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Hey, this is what, you, this is what you wanted. There's kind of like, there's always a thing behind the thing that we're really after. Like yeah. everybody thinks McDonald's is a cheeseburger company. McDonald's is a real estate company. They make more money from real estate than they do cheeseburgers. Sure. You know, that's yeah. their real, their real business. Well, our real business is providing hope, educating people, but activating them, sure. activating like, like what, what can you do on Monday mm -hmm. and where you are? Mm -hmm. And so, so your, your bait might be, you know, the military intel and, and, and then you get, you get some prophetic and some Jesus on you a little bit and you're like, man, there is some hope and maybe he's a person, not, not an event. Mm -hmm. And they get that or, you know, it, it kind of gets all mixed together. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what we try to do that's every day. Spot. We do three mm -hmm. shows a day and it's the, the, the goal is getting as many people in the room and then launching them, slingshotting them back out of the room to make an impact where they're, where they're from in their county. Uh, so, so we have like a national message, but we have a county level war yeah. that they, they gotta go out and win. I think too, you know, the Lord, when we started this, the first thing he told us to do was record, record, record. That was the first part. But the next thing that we knew that is every episode that had to be seeds of hope in every episode. Mm. So because, you know, we're talking to people, talking about maybe dark things or things that, that seem hopeless. But anytime that there's hopelessness, there's always, it's rooted somewhere in a lie. Yeah. Because if you can't find hope, then there's a lie in the situation. And so it's every every conversation always ends in hope and actionable steps that people can take. Because just because I'm awake, if I don't know what to do next with it, that can end up in your bed with your covers over yeah. your head thinking, yeah. this seems just terrible, hopeless. Wait, so wake's, not the, wake's not the goal. We, right. we, we, are, we are fortunate, all of us, that we understand what's going on because you— the majority of people are terrified when yeah. you look at other countries and, right. uh, you know, uh, uh, Italy, you know, France, Australia, mm -hmm. you know, we, we point to Australia because we got some news from there. But if you start looking around, it's pretty bad. Yep. But, th but the thing is, because we don't have that. I mean, I, I don't know how many conservative or uh, Democrats I've sat to on a plane lately. It seems like the Lord always puts them next to me. <laughs> Double mask. They showed me a the, uh, uh, Alex Jones showed me a picture of a guy with a hel a lady with a helmet on. She's wearing like an astronaut helmet, right? Oh, wow. With with air things in it to purify <laughs> the air, and underneath on the inside, she's wearing she's double masked. Oh. 
And I'm looking at this lady and I'm thinking, is this, I asked him, I said, is this for real? And he said, yeah, it's for real. And, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, it, it, this is scary. But you know what? I, I, it hit me. The Lord basically spoke to me. The Democrats, most of them are non-believers. Most of them are, are uh, terrified. So much is lost in translation within God's word. It's surprising how much is misunderstood, even simple word definitions. In his book, Access Behind the Veil, Apostle Michael Petro explains that beyond the veil lies the original intention of God's plan to restore creation through his people. When the Lord gives us access behind the veil, we begin to understand the mysteries of the kingdom and our calling as a royal priesthood. Apostle Michael Petro writes about deciphering the Torah from the Hebrew language and recognizing God's language of mysteries, secrets, and parables within the scripture. It's time to step behind the veil and see the coming glory. Access Behind the Veil, The Coming Glory by Apostle Michael Petro. Available now on our website, voh.church. Really terrified. To really? die. It, it, like, yes. how, how powerful is faith? Like, what's, yeah. the, what's the benefit of faith? I mean, faith is what, it, it, it takes us to a place where we, all things are possible. Sure. Uh, I think what people are realizing over this last year is fear is like the devil's faith. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's the same as faith, but on the dark side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we, the, the, you know, the demonic has a hold on people in a way that they're like so full of faith that things are bad. Mm-hmm. So full of, of their, their version of faith, which is fear. Yeah. They're so full of faith that they need a double mask. So full of faith that their kids can't go in public. So full of faith that their, their grandma can't come visit because she doesn't have the, the vaccine, even though you know, there's yeah. been very few children really suffer from this. You know, it's it, they get so blinded by it. You can even have a Supreme Court justice come on and say, there's 100,000 kids in New York in the hospitals and a lot of them on ventilators. And it's like, well, she's she's so full of fear, fear which yeah. is which is the devil's faith, you know, that she can't even see truth. Yeah. And and I think people are starting to realize that, that, that it is a fear, faith, fork in the road. Yep. And, yeah. and that what are you partnering with? And I think that that should shake the foundations of the church. Of, of, of like you know what what you may even feel as faith really is fear which is the devil's faith if it's a it's, sure. a, it's, a, it's a partnership and an agreement in a demonic realm yeah. that 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 really puts you in a poor poor position to make good decisions yeah. you know you know what's crazy when we, we started having people first break out with COVID there was actually people were afraid right because sure. we heard how bad it was yeah, you know nobody knew they were coming over and asked if they could stay at my house sleep on the couch right because. I guess they figured because I'm closer to God, you know, I would be <laughs> able to help them out, right? You know, so. But it was the craziest thing. One day I was just sitting there. I had about three people in my house with COVID, and I was like, I, you know, I should be afraid, maybe. I don't. Well, Lord, what do you think about this? You know, and it never really hit me. It never bothered me. Never caught nothing. And and from that point forward, I knew that the Lord had me covered. So you know, it, it was just one of those things. I said, okay, I see the power of fear, yeah. right? Faith is the opposite of fear, right? And and faith, you know who you are. Fear, you don't. You don't. You don't. Everything is is gray to you. You really don't understand. So yeah, and and I I believe uh, it's crazy. I you can't. I can't believe how many people I've talked to about the Lord, Democrats. So they've been like, how are you so uh, 
chill about this, you know. And I, I mean, like, I don't, I, we're all going to die. Right. Yeah, you're not. The issue is when. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So if I die tomorrow, I just go to heaven that much faster. Right. right. It's like going to Disneyland. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to. I'm going to Disneyland today instead of you know two years from now. Right. Or right. eight years, twenty years, whatever. I keep hearing all these stories of some people that have been that have died and then like their spouse you know stood in the gap so much and prayed and they came back. Yeah. That and I'm like, miracle, I'm like, you know, they came back. I, like, said, I said, if you do that and I come back, I want a divorce. He literally told me that. <laughs> I said, don't, said, you, don't you ever, you don't you heaven, ever do that. You, you've heard of the story. Let of Smith. me be. You heard of the Let story. me be, woman. You heard the story of Smith Wigglesworth, right? <laughs> I've heard a lot of them. I don't know. Polly, his wife, died. I've never heard Right. Story. She was dead for three days. He was crying and mourning. So on the third day, he walked over and he picked her up, out of, pulled her out of the casket, put her against the wall. He goes, I commend you to stand. I commend the life to come back into you, right? She came back to life. Oh. And so she's standing there, and she said to Smith Wigglesworth, she said, why did you do this? Yeah. She goes, I was just having the most beautiful conversation with Jesus, and the Lord said, you need to send me back. She said, my time here is up. And he goes, well, I need you. She, she goes, well, I want to go back with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no I said, not only that, he got dumped, right? <laughs> Man, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm moving on. You get a weighted blanket or a boyfriend pillow or, you know, you figure out, get some counseling, something, but, like, leave me be, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of comical when I thought about it. Right? <laughs> of all things, right? It was one of the greatest stories, I've, testimonies oh, I've ever he had, heard. He had some stories, man. Like, you know, the guy with the cancer in his stomach, and we were in his, punched, his, him. punched him in the stomach, and like yeah. he takes the guy and throw him against the wall, and yeah. well, they would come up. and The Korean church, the guy that was in the front row that had stomach cancer, had two days to live. He asked me for prayer, right? I was a Protestant, laid hands on him, collapsed. His wife looked terrified because he didn't go backwards. He just, just went fell, down, yeah. right? And he wasn't allowed to bend. So when he when he fell down like that, I looked at him. She looked at him. I looked at her, and I and I, I said, "Brother, what do you feel?" He goes, "My pain's gone." Oh. He got up. He got up. He was healed. Man, right. The guy's still alive to Lord. today, and he was supposed to be dead in a couple of days. <laughs> so cool. I don't know. I I know who I serve. Right. Yep, and that's yep. it. So COVID don't don't have a chance against Jesus. Right. Nope. I, I really believe, Apostle Pedro, that we're going to be hearing more and yeah. more and more of those stories. Oh, amen. I mean, I really believe it. I think the body of Christ, you know, I, mean, I think we're just going to be going out. And, I mean, Jesus said we would do greater things than he did. So, you know, man, what does that look like? Because he did the most amazing things I could ever imagine. Well, the glory is governmental. It even speaks of government. It speaks of wealth. It speaks of getting rid of debt or sin. Mm -hmm. So it's going to affect everything. I think it's even going to touch the earth as far as recreate parts of the earth until the fullness of the earth is recreated. Habakkuk wow. talks about that, right? So I don't I don't think everything will stay this way. But uh, anyway, man. It I love was, it. Well, here, here's what's happening. Our goal is everybody wanted Donald Trump to do 80 million things to save America. And our yeah. goal is to help 80 million Americans wake up and do one thing to save their own country. Amen. And 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 that's save great. it and save it by, you know, where do you live? What's your street? And that's an empowering feeling. Yes. It's empowering to be engaged. You know, it's like when, when you're a part of a family and you serve it, yeah. And you're engaged versus sitting there like, hey, how come dinner's not ready? I mean, it's not fun. Right. It's yeah. fun to participate. And it's not what one person can do. It's what we can all do yeah. together. And and that is that is the season that we're in is 80 million people doing something. Yeah. You can look out, you know, Jordan Peterson talks a lot about, you know, you look out the window and say, hey, this is how the world needs to change. But you've not changed the toilet paper roll in your own bathroom. Yeah. And, and it's, it's an empowering feeling. And people are now going to the school boards. They're running for things. And especially in states like we're in, like you're in Texas, we're in... Uh, in Missouri, it's a red state. We have red governor. We got Josh Hawley. We got red senators. All all Republicans. But in my county, there's about 95 positions that are going to become available over this next year 
that are primarily run by Marxists. We have a we have a Marxist mayor, Quentin Quentin Lucas, mayor of Kansas City, is a dark dude. I mean, he is like not done good by the people at all. Well, there's all of these positions available that a lot of people don't know, though, like the city council or the water commission and the school boards. There's so many things that are available. A lot of run unopposed. Some of these guys win with two or three hundred votes. Wow. You know, so if you got like two or three hundred friends, you know, just <laughs> you can run for a position. So wherever yeah. your feet are in your county, it's your it's the place to take dominion over. Yeah. Look nationally, but your problems will be solved by local action, by getting involved in your spots. And everybody is called to do that. You live here, there's a responsibility. Definitely. Yeah, I, I I think you're right there. I think if people just get some feet on the ground. Uh, we can turn this around relatively quickly. And anyone that says, well, I don't know, I'm not experienced, I don't know if I'd be a good one. I've met too many politicians this last year of doing our show. They're not that special. No. I mean, matter of fact, they're the most underwhelming group of people ever. It's, <laughs> it's, it's one of the few professions that you can actually fail your way to the top. <laughs> yeah. you know, if, if you're competent enough to even find this podcast on Podbean or wherever you listen to it, you're sharp enough to run for a political office. Yeah. Trust me. If you even like America a little bit, if you like a Lee Greenwood song, trust me, you'll be great. Yeah. You'll, you'll figure it out. People will love you. Yes. And, and we're finding God is calling people to these positions, and so it's being obedient to hearing his voice. Even if you don't feel qualified, he's going to sure. qualify you. Sure. You know, and so being obedient obedient he'll he'll download Amen. what you need to do and give you the wisdom yes and we're in that season that's what's happening yep well you know it's been a great time with you, you guys i love oh, being with man, you guys i wish we had more time you, it's got to come down again yes. when we get things going at the in the studios uh we would love we're, we're going to do some stuff again you can even you know we, we can find a little space for your studio <laughs> Down there also, I mean, you know. He's, he's we got, working on the recruiting. We, we got uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Stella's ranch out there, too. Dr. You know. Stella's yeah. there. Go yeah. on. I mean, come if, on. If I spend time with you and Stella, I might just trans, transmute you or something. You might be like yeah, a, yeah, a I'd start, start glowing, you know, and, uh, you know, it might be over. You, you, you just know, be not. I'm just be yeah. not. If you remember Paul, Paul said he, he, he had a thorn in his side, he said, right? And he said, I prayed three times that that thorn might be removed. And Jesus said, he said, that basically that thorn is there. He goes, because my grace is sufficient of, enough. He goes, you're fine the way you are. You know, the way you are right there. And I always wondered why. Yeah. And then I found out that a thorn spoke of an ignorance or a lack of understanding of something. Wow. And I realized why Jesus left that thorn in Paul's side. Because if Paul would have got through that, he might have stepped over into the glorified body. Man, so it's like a little, like a little. Uh, he had to keep him a here, a little leash, a little leash to keep him, keep him here, yeah. or else tethered. we, we would have never got to our generation. Yeah. Keep him tethered to this, that. man. Yeah, I love Amen. spending time with you. Amen. Literally, well, you, if you, you know, if you come down to Texas, <laughs> this could be a daily thing. <laughs> we, we could be doing this every day, right? I, honest, honest to goodness, we could just I'll do a program between us three yeah, all the okay, time. Okay. We've, we've had some just private conversations in the hallways and things. When I hear you speak and some of the revelations that, that you drop. It's like my heart burns. Yeah. Stacy said the other day when we were talking, like you walked away, we're done. she took her jacket. She's been, I've known her since seventh grade, married almost 30 years. She's been cold every minute. <laughs> David always tells me when you get warm, tell me. I'll just assume you're cold. Oh, tell me how cold she is. I'm like, you know, if you warm up, let me know. Until then, I'll just assume it, right? But you, oh, wait, she takes her jacket and like just flapping because she's like sweating. I was sweating. Oh, wow. And we weren't doing anything. It was just revelation. It was God's yep. presence. It was mm -hmm. truth. And it's like, it's like my spirit was like, <gasps> On this fire. is so good. So that, we that, love it. That, that happens with a lot of people. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Garcia. Um, Bianca. Same thing happens to her. Wow. She doesn't want to get around you, talk. She starts taking her jackets off and everything. She goes, I can't take it. 
I mean, you know, I've actually talked to people watch them slayed. I per- there was a there was a senator by the name of Traffic and John uh, John Traffic in for in Ohio. And I happened to be at the mall. And he was walking by me, you know, and he and I seen all these people coming down through the mall and like shaking his hand. Well, he had an press meeting down there or something, right? And he had this talking to all these people. So there was sort of a big group of people coming at me. I'm wondering what's going on. And here's, you know, Jim Traffickants come walking up into me, right? And he looks at me, smiles at me. I smiled at him, right? He sticks out his hand to shake my hand. He got bodyguards around him, right? So I grab him by the hand. He got slain in the spirit, right? In the middle of the mall (laughs) in front of all those people. The bodyguards grabbed me and put me against the wall, right? (laughs) And I said, I didn't do nothing. I just shook his hand. They're looking at my hands. I, and, he, and he gets up and goes, I'm all right, I'm all right. And I said, are you a Christian? He goes, yes. And I said, it's the anointing of God, right? He goes, right. Wow. That's God's presence. I feel the peace I'm of God. I'm not right? mixing up my stories or something like that when you met. I'm sure it was you. Mark Burns, I think, told us when he met you, it was something like that. I, Mark, I know Mark got touched. I, the other guy that's running for Senate in California, you know, I, we, before the meeting, he asked for prayer. Before we interviewed him, he just started crying. Wow. He, presence of God came on him. That's, you know. that's what we're moving into. Amen. Yes, well, I, I do believe that. I believe that only it's going to be crowds of people. Yep, so, me yeah. too. God's All right. Good. God's Amen. Good. I love you guys. So I appreciate you. you coming on. Thank we're going to do it again shortly. I want to thank all of our listeners out there, the voice of healing. May God bless you. If you want to get over to Flyover Conservative, how do people get in contact with you? Well, flyoverconservatives.com is kind of the base you can launch into everything. We're on Amen. 40 platforms. Wherever you like to consume content, we're providing it there. Um, rumble.com forward slash flyoverconservatives is a good place as well. All right. This, this, this brother and sister are precious. I mean, get up on their website, David and, and uh, Stacy, and, and give them a shout out. Say hi from me even. Hallelujah. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.